Ladies and gentlemen, we're gathered for another two-hour odyssey of all things Southern. Hey, I'm John Rawl, and this is The Y'all Show. Appreciate you tuning us in on great radio stations across the Southland. And if you're also getting us via our podcast option, we sure appreciate the listen. On today's Hump Day edition of The Y'all Show, we've got Jonathan Lifeite coming up in just a few minutes with his ACC Spotlight. Hey, a big game announced on Tuesday for the 2021 season. The Georgia Bulldogs and the Clemson Tigers will be getting together to start the 2021 season, not in Atlanta, not in Death Valley, not between the hedges, but in the Queen City of Charlotte. And we'll get Jonathan Leifite's take on that big news, plus more feedback from the 2020 recruiting class for the various ACC programs, all that coming up. And of course, we'll talk to Jonathan about ACC men's and women's basketball and his thoughts on that opening weekend of ACC college baseball, all that to come later this hour in the second hour of today's y'all show we've got hashtag hullabaloo always fun to go through social media and find things that are just out there waiting for us to discuss in fact today we've got el dorado arkansas on our mind as something's just popped up from that place right on the louisiana line there in southern arkansas i'm gonna tell you a lot about el dorado i'll talk about some of the famous people that are from that lovely town and then if we have time today we're going to squeeze in something i know y'all been wanting for us to share with you because let's just say with health on our mind with this coronavirus going around the world we're a little bit scared and we're hearing some terms out there in the medical world that we may not be familiar with and thanks to our crack research team here at the y'all show we have the southern medical dictionary and we're going to try to squeeze that in we'll go from a to z on some of the terms in the southern medical dictionary you'll learn a lot when we get to that portion of our y'all show hour two is where you'll find that also in hour two we'll go right to country music's capital city and it's also the capital city of the volunteer state nashville tennessee is where we'll find precious harris it's country radio seminar week in nashville this week and so if we can get her out of one of those seminars we're going to have precious harris catch it up with with what all's going on there in music city this week always exciting to see the various radio people from around the world show up in music city for this week but the country stars all align as well in davidson county and we'll get precious's kind of latest report on what's going on in nashville with this excitement all that coming in our nashville music line in hour two our number 803-816-1170 that's how you can catch us 24 7 you can text or call that number anytime you feel like it you're also welcome to go to our website y'all.com y-a-l-l.com y'all the ultimate guide to the south we're on facebook look for y'all.com there plus we're all also on instagram and twitter at y'all show so many great ways for you to stay in touch with what's going on here in the 16 southern states now let's scan the southeast with our news stories from around the region and mississippi it looks like the jackson mississippi area seems to be getting the brunt of these recent rainstorms and now flooding big time we told you about this on tuesday's y'all show and governor tate reeves there of mississippi's already put out a, 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 a not just flash flood warnings of course but in a state of emergency as the national weather service is keeping a close eye on the flood ravaged portions of mississippi and other areas of the south i know a couple of the schools around jackson have been heavily hit by the flooding of the pearl river and hundreds of residents have been warned not to go home 
as they're still trying to clear from this flooding here this week and i know that it's just been an awful thing south of the ross barnett reservoir with the pearl river really the tributary that's got the worst issues as waters have gone throughout the jackson mississippi area and it's just been right at peak level where they've had air flooding in areas that they haven't seen in a very very long time and our thoughts there in the mississippi central portion of mississippi there with what's going on with the pearl river of course the pearl river stretches from roughly philadelphia mississippi through jackson then kind of heads due south it ends up being the border between louisiana and mississippi and it ends up flowing out in Purlington, Mississippi, right there on the I-10 is is the border. If you cross Interstate 10, that's where you'll find the Pearl River, the border between Louisiana and Mississippi. But all those areas downstream of the Pearl, the Columbias of the world, and the other towns around Picayune, example, that area, is it Ellisville? I think is actually right on the state line, I think, as well. I could be wrong with that. I need to study up on my South Mississippi geography. But the Pearl River, for whatever reason, is the worst flooding that I've seen here lately. But that's not the only potential weather issue we've got going on across the Southeast right now. Of course, we know about other areas like Birmingham have had a lot of flooding. We've seen the Tennessee River, especially in North Alabama, West Tennessee, in the Kentucky. It's been over its banks and caused lots of problems there. Homes no get no kidding on this literally falling right into the tennessee river sliding off the sides of some of the hills there on the bluffs of the tennessee river a scary situation here with all this rain we've had in north carolina and south carolina and even parts of virginia now they're shifting from flooding to to potential flooding that they've had to deal with and other bad weather here recently to the potential for wintry weather as forecasters expect eastern north carolina and the grand strand of south carolina to experience some wintry conditions here over the next few days low temperatures expected all the way to friday as people are warning about roadways especially bridges and overpasses becoming ice covered and a rain will mix and then change into snow that's what forecasters are calling for in portions of eastern north carolina right around wilmington and into the myrtle beach area of south carolina also these areas expecting snow to one to two inches and more could be in areas around greenville kinston and more much of north carolina expected to have snowfall thursday night friday and even in as we said south carolina as well and i'm sure this is going to stretch into the commonwealth of virginia as well with this potential of precipitation of the storms heading into that part of the southeast causing wintry blizzard i should say not say blizzard but wintry conditions heck it could be a blizzard depending on if the atlantic stream there with the winds and the rain coming in from the atlantic it caused lots of inches of snow something that has happened on a it's a rare occasion but it does happen there in the carolinas especially around the coastal areas in this time of year here in mid-february other portions of the carolinas especially around charlotte and into the upstate of south carolina expected to see some issues with weather here so if you're in that area or traveling to those areas of the carolinas might want to check out your local weather forecast as it may affect your travel plans an update to the boy scouts of america developing story the bsa is now seeking bankruptcy and urging victims to step forward 
as the 110-year organization filed for bankruptcy protection in the first step toward creating a huge compensation fund for potentially thousands of men who were either molested as youngsters decade ago or they were molested by scout leaders and other people, scout masters, etc. The Boy Scouts resorted to a Chapter 11 bankruptcy in hopes of surviving a barrage of lawsuits, many of them made possible by recent changes in state laws that will allow people to sue over long-ago sexual abuse. And again, the Boy Scouts of America, which estimates between 1,000 to 5,000 victims, will seek compensation. The organization put out a statement saying the BSA encourages the victims to come forward to file a claim as the bankruptcy process moves forward. An unfortunate situation for the Boy Scouts. The filing, which was in Wilmington, Delaware, sets in motion what could be one of the biggest, most complex bankruptcies ever seen given the Boy Scouts' presence in all 50 states. The organization's listed assets of a billion to $10 billion and liabilities of $500 million to $1 billion. A really ugly scene there. And as I've said, as a proud Eagle Scout, I have not been exactly happy with the way the Boy Scouts of America have trended here in recent years, and a lot of this is self-inflicted. Now, I know that any large organizations as the BSA is, it's going to have bad actors. And these bad actors stretch back probably to the, to the founding of the organization. But throughout the decades, there've been bad people in a large organization like the Boy Scouts of America. I'm a former employee of a council in the Boy Scouts of America. And I know the council I worked for, which was one of the largest in the country, went overboard to try to make sure that none of this kind of sexual abuse happened And to my knowledge, none happened while I was there for a brief time, but I'm sure it had happened. It may have happened since in that council, certainly in other councils around the world and around, well, around the country specifically here as we're talking about the Boy Scouts of America. And it's just an ugly scene here. And I hate to see that I'm not going to call this a demise of the Boy Scouts, but it's certainly a huge black eye that I'm not sure Boy Scouts will be able to hang on. It's already tough enough in this world where we have Boy Scouts of America, which was the preeminent youth organization, the thing that kids dreamt of doing when they were 15 years old, 14 years old, like myself, I couldn't wait to join. And now, not only because of scouting's demise, but because of the increase of other options for kids, whether it be sports or playing video games or working jobs, all of which I did, by the way, as a kid, but I still trucked on in my boy scout pursuit and went to national jamborees and got order of the arrow and went to the i became a eagle scout which i said is one of the highlights of my life frankly to see this organization with this much trouble is just really 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 hard now its membership roles on january 1st you you may not realize this took a major hit as the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints it cut ties and by doing that 400,000 Mormon scouts were taken out of the Boy Scouts of America. That organization, that Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, really had been the biggest church, if you want to call that, that was involved directly with the scouting organization, as it was pretty much their youth organization for boys, at least. A lot of Mormon kids grew up and couldn't get their driver's license unless they had got their Eagle Scout. That was something posed on them by their parents. And when the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints pulls out of the Boy Scouts, you know you got problems. 
So we will follow this story. The BSA based out of Texas, by the way, and a really ugly scene there, as we told you before here on the Y'all Show. Now, 52 days after this plane crashed in Lafayette, Louisiana, and this happened right the day that LSU was playing in the SEC championship. It was an ugly scene there, and actually the daughter-in-law of Steve Ensminger, the offensive coordinator for LSU, his daughter-in-law, who was a TV personality in Louisiana, she died in that plane crash that killed five people. Well, the only person that actually survived that crash there in Lafayette back in December has now been released from the hospital. Wade Burzess was discharged Monday as he spent 52 days at the Our Lady of Lords Regional Medical Center in Lafayette's in their burn unit there at that hospital they released photos the hospital did of burzas talking hugging and praying with hospital staff and other members as he left the office one arm was in a sling while the other was wrapped in white bandages what a wonderful thing that this guy was able to get out but unfortunately five other people were killed in that awful plane crash as this plane was taken off from lafayette to go to atlanta again for lsu's birth of the sec championship game and now, some 52 days later, the only survivor released from the hospital. So that's a, a bit of good news. How about some crazy news? Y'all ready for this? In the Pensacola area on Tuesday, a man was running from police. Police trying to catch up with this guy who was wanted. And they, they were chasing this fella. And you know what this guy did to get away from police? Well, first of all, he was a registered sex offender. And he ran off from officers there in Pensacola and he decided to climb up a local radio tower to escape police not really a good idea it caused traffic problems there in the city of five flags i think it's city of five or six flags if i've demoted pensacola down to five flags i apologize but i think it's the city of five flags yes and this station with its signal there for cat country 987 it was not affected luckily when this moron climbed the tower there in pensacola trying to escape police who had come to apprehend him and he climbed a radio tower not a good job there by that person there but luckily they said the man ended up getting to the ground and is in police custody there that's great news out of escambia county in the florida panhandle now to another crazy story of criminals here in the southeast in nashville a man's now facing attempted criminal homicide charges after he almost beat his wife to death metro police said they were called to a home on emerald bay boulevard in nashville where a woman was found with the upper half of her body covered in blood the victim's mother spoke with police and told them it all started with an argument between the victim and her husband who was 34 year old percy thompson thompson reportedly was angry with what his wife wore to church and kept yelling you're not going to put me back in jail according to documents filed in court the victim briefly kicked thompson out of the house until he came back to the home and pushed his way in which made the woman fall down the stairs the victim then tried to leave the home with her children but was grabbed by thompson and repeatedly beat and thrown by him ugly situation all in by the statement there that started over the fact that he was not happy with what she was going to be wearing to church can't make this stuff up y'all i'm telling you a woman in florida in a fraud case there is among those who has been getting granted clemency by president donald trump as he this woman along with 11 other people on tuesday it was like christmas for a bunch of people including 
Blagojevich, the governor, the former governor of Illinois, who got pardoned by President Trump. Now, this woman in Florida was convicted in a $205 million Medicare fraud scheme, and she's among those who were pardoned or got clemency at the behalf of President Donald Trump this week as Trump commuted 48-year-old Judith Negron's sentence. Her husband, Hector Negron, sat his two teenage sons next to him and told him, told them the news. He recounted to the AP that he told his sons, I got the best news in the world right now. Mommy is coming home. I wonder why she's in jail, and I guess he didn't have anything to do with it. Judith had been in prison eight years in a 35-year sentence at a federal prison in Central Florida. She was convicted back in 2011 on 24 counts of conspiracy, health care fraud, and money laundering, among other charges. And again, she is one of many people who were granted clemency or pardoned by President Trump on Tuesday. A lot of people are speculating the president's doing this because he's about to drop the leniency or clemency and or the pardon power on his buddy Roger Stone, perhaps Paul Manafort, perhaps Mike Flynn. I think President Trump should probably, with all the wind behind his back right now because of what happened with the impeachment and the fact that we're in February and people will probably forget before November, I think he should let all those guys, maybe Roger Stone should serve sometime, but I think a lot of those guys should be out of prison because they would never have gone to prison if not for their connection to President Trump. I also think President Trump, it's a risky move, but in my opinion, I think he should let his old lawyer, Michael Cohen, go. And I know that is a risky thing because Cohen probably will go on TV and tell more juicy details about President Trump. But there's also a chance, and I don't think this will have to be something of a blackmail, I think Cohen might just keep his mouth shut. Because President Trump didn't have to let him out. If I were Trump, I would do it. What's he got to lose? I mean, the worst thing is he's going to catch a lot of negative grief when Cohen goes on all these shows and talks bad about him. But I think this guy, Michael Avenatti, who just was a, a, a guy running his mouth about Trump for a long time and got on every single TV show talking bad about the president, he just got found guilty this week and he's going to be going to prison. I don't think President Trump's going to let him off. But yeah, he should let Cohen go. Cohen probably would never have gotten in any trouble. Remember, this is a guy who the feds came in and raided his office, maybe his own home in the middle of the night, I think. I get that confused with Roger Stone's deal where he also got raided at the crack of dawn. And let's just try to put it behind us. That's what President Trump should do. But hey, President Trump, if you're listening, that's my legal advice for you. Hey, speaking of the president and speaking of presidential politics, we're now less than two weeks away from Super Tuesday, as that event is going to be coming up that first Tuesday in the month of March, March 3rd. And I wanted to let you know, in case you're not familiar with Super Tuesday here in the South, the, the states that are going to be going to the polls in Dixie include, so that's why it's Super Tuesday. There's other states out there like California that also go to the polls on this very same day. But in Dixie, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Virginia all go to the polls. What's that? About eight states in the South are all going to be casting a vote for their favorite candidate on Super Tuesday, March 3rd. That's a lot of states. And by the time Super Tuesday rolls around, we'll for sure know which presidential candidates have the you-know-what money and moxie to stick around throughout the entire process. My My guess is a lot will be dropping out either right before Super Tuesday or right after. 
as that will be after South Carolina's primary February 29th. Now, South Carolina right now is the state in the South that goes first as again, it's leap day, February 29th, the day that the Palmetto state goes to cast their votes specifically this year in the democratic primary. Now, Tennesseans are going to be making a push to move up their presidential primary as they hope to be the first state in the nation to hold a presidential primary in 2024 as state lawmakers from the state of Tennessee, Democratic lawmakers at least, have said there needs to be a change, and they've argued that the volunteer state has a more diverse voter base than Iowa and New Hampshire, the first two states that kick off presidential primaries every four years. Representative Jason Powell, a Nashville Democrat there in the Tennessee state legislature, says that he feels very strongly that his state in many ways would better represent the nation, and for other reasons, it would be an ideal place to hold the first primary in the country. Well, that might just be the case. I don't see how Iowa is going to be able to hang on to their first in the nation primary. Tennessee does have a large population that is very diverse from a rural setting to a very heavy metropolitan Nashville and Memphis as well as a racial component is a big part of the Tennessee's demographics different from New Hampshire and also Iowa. Go for it, Tennessee. I'd love to see the Republicans potentially look at Tennessee as a place to have their first in the nation primary. But at least right now in the in state government in Nashville, they're trying to make a push, the Democrats at least, to make Tennessee number one. Make Tennessee great again. I don't think that's going to be the Democrats' theme song here heading into Super Tuesday or 2024 either. Now, speaking of presidential politics, Mike Bloomberg, I would have to say he just might be leading the way in a lot of these southern states for Super Tuesday. I see... As a guy that travels these states, I see more Mike Bloomberg offices and campaign literature than I see anybody else. He's got campaign offices throughout most of these Super Tuesday states where you have no presence whatsoever for any of these other candidates. Now, of course, he bought his way into all this. No no doubt about that. But I will tell you here that right now, looking at some of the early polling, Mike Bloomberg, the former New York City mayor, is tied for the lead with Bernie Sanders in the Super Tuesday state of Virginia, according to a poll there. Sanders, the senator from Vermont, who's making his second straight White House run, he's at 22% support among likely Democratic presidential primary voters in the Commonwealth of Virginia. But Bloomberg, sitting right there, tied in the lead in this latest poll. And his TV ad campaign is evidently paying off in the Commonwealth. Now, Joe Biden there in Virginia is at 18% in the poll, four points behind Sanders and Bloomberg. Mayor Pete Buttigieg's at 11%. Klobuchar is at 9%. Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts is at 5%. Now, this is just in Virginia, but perhaps it could be a showdown, a early sign of Super Tuesday between Bloomberg and Bernie Sanders kind of duking it out for the Super Tuesday states as voters go to the polls here in a few days. Now, before Super Tuesday comes, you got Fat Tuesday, and that is exactly, what, six days from now? It'll be Tuesday this coming Tuesday. And one report out of Mobile, Alabama, Mardi Gras attendance is down. But weather looks favorable for a strong finish here this weekend as people go to Mobile, New Orleans, along the Mississippi Gulf Coast and other towns like Galveston that have Mardi Gras activities. According to some of the estimates on AL.com, 
Attendance for Mardi Gras this year in Mobile is down about 24% from just last year. And I think the weather probably has had something to do with that. But yes, it's hurting tourism there in Mobile and likely, likely the biggest problem there. And I know the AL.com staffers did track down a few people and they did say that weather was the biggest determinant on the Mardi Gras case, the, the decline of people here in 2020. So maybe they'll have some great weather here and push a lot of people to Mobile, Alabama, and get you a couple of great beads. And in Mobile specifically, they have the great, great moon pies they pass out there for Mardi Gras 2020. Now to a crazy story from North Carolina. A state trooper should not have been fired for losing his hat and then lying about it. That the ruling of an appeals court this week in a case that spanned a decade and multiple trips through the courts. Now, back in 2009, Trooper Thomas Weatherington, he evidently mislaid his round brim trooper hat during a traffic stop. And evidently, he kind of made a little white lie saying what happened to it. Well, he ended up being fired there, the North Carolina State Troopers. And he's been suing. And it's been going through the court process for over a decade now. And the latest ruling here this week, again, is this former North Carolina deputy, the sheriff's, not a sheriff, a state trooper there in the old North State, the appeals court saying he should not have been fired for losing his hat and telling little white lies about it. I can't imagine anybody would keep a case like this going for that long over their firing, whatever the reason, but specifically over losing his hat, his cover, as we might say in the military. And last but not least, hey, if you're in North Carolina and you don't get stopped by a hatless wearing trooper, hey, you might be kind of smelling something out of your window, especially if you're on the Blue Ridge Parkway in western North Carolina. As in that portion of North Carolina, they've had some mild winter temperatures around the Blue Ridge Parkway. And as a result, there's been a really awful smelling pod that, despite its odor, has the ability to create enough heat to melt snow around it, according to a report there. Yes, and it's an awful, awful thing. It's a skunk cabbage, and it's one of the the parkway, the Blue Ridge Parkway's first native wildflowers of the spring, and it's already popping up. And it's got a terrible smell, according to those who've had it. Experts say the plant, if it's fatal if you eat it, so words to, words to the wise, okay? Yes, it's got an awful smell. So if you if you think, you know, what in the world is that? It's a skunk cabbage, a warm-blooded plant. And it can raise the surrounding temperatures near it by as much as 20 degrees, according to a PSU report, Pennsylvania State University. So sure enough, it can literally, its smell and its uh, presence can cause snow to melt. That's that's pretty darn scary. And that coming from the Blue Ridge Parkway in North Carolina. Oh, by the way, let me announce officially here on the Y'all Show that I saw my first blooming tree of the year. I saw it last week, actually. I can't believe I'm just now relaying this to you while I was in nashville i was driving around and i saw some kind of tree i guess a pear tree so it's that time we got blooming trees already and it's a beautiful thing but here this week when we tell you about potentially snow coming to north carolina's beach areas here 
it's still a little bit of ways away before we can have beautiful flowers and spring and summertime temperatures so just hang in there y'all hey we will be right back after the break jonathan lifeite's going to join us with his acc report we'll get the latest on football plus basketball and acc baseball news as well that's coming up next here on the show that's all about the south If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Oh, the fight song of, I think it's uh, it's kind of easy to lose track. I think the five straight ACC football champion, Clemson Tigers. we got plenty of Clemson news to get to. This is our ACC Spotlight. Hello, I'm John Rawl, joined now by 24-7 Sports ACC Insider and CBS Sports Digital's Jonathan Lifite. Jonathan, did I have the count right? Clemson, five straight ACC champions in football? I believe you got it right. Okay. That's for sure. The last time, uh, last time somebody else won it was Florida State in 2014. All right. Well, we've got plenty of info on those Tigers. But up first, Jonathan, the ACC in the news this week. They're joining the Big Ten and supporting a one-time transfer exemption for student athletes. And this is for all sports, as the league announced on Monday that it's unanimously concluded at its annual winter meetings that athletes in all sports should be allowed to transfer one time without having to sit out a year of competition, which is not exactly the way the NCAA rules are at the current time. No, they're not. Right now, you pretty much have to, to go there and uh, 
and sit out a year. And if you haven't redshirted, you can use it as a redshirt. If you have, well, tough luck. You uh, lose a year of eligibility. Um, of course, they do have this uh, the, this hardship thing that they have um, where, you know, if you have a family issue and you're transferring to uh, to within so many miles of home, blah, blah, blah. You can do that. But it's been, in my opinion, abused. And I, I think I'm in favor in this case of the, the one-time transfer allows a, a kid to kind of, if he didn't make the right decision, gives them a chance to, to move on and, and do something, you know, and, and without, without much penalty. So, uh, you know, other than wasted time. So I, I'm in favor of it. And this would mean they would be able to transfer and play immediately, I guess, the next season? That is correct. Okay. Well, unfortunately for former Clemson player Xavier Kelly, he does not have this rule already in place. In fact, the SEC, I don't think, is part of this speculation that they're going to be a part of this maybe change in the future. But the former Clemson defensive end Kelly is transferring to the Arkansas Razorbacks. He's a former four-star prospect and going to go to the Ozarks now as he's announced this decision. He played in 29 games during the three seasons he was at Clemson. Is this a big departure for Dabo Sweeney? Well, for most teams, it would be for Clemson. It's it's probably they can got somebody they can plug in and replace him. Um, and the good news for for Kelly is I believe he actually graduated and will uh, and will uh, will be immediately eligible. He'll be considered, I think, a graduate transfer. So um, he'll get to he'll get to go there and, and play immediately. But uh, Clemson's so loaded along their defensive line that you know will it be a loss? Yeah, it'll be a loss. But guess what? They've got two, three guys sitting right behind them that are just as good, ready to play. More Clemson news, Jonathan. 75 miles. That is the distance between Clemson University in Clemson, South Carolina, and the University of Georgia in Athens, Georgia. 75 miles. That's an hour and 10-minute drive, roughly, right up I-85. And across Lake Hartwell, you'll find each of these schools. Jonathan, these two schools, which are old-time rivals, don't play all that often. And it was announced this week that at the start of the 2021 season, Clemson and Georgia are going to face off in Charlotte at Bank of America Stadium. And I'm excited about this one because I love to see these two teams play. I'm not exactly a fan of either one, but I love the fact that they have that old rivalry. And I'm excited that they're going to get together, although not on campus. Yeah, and and I'll just have to say that uh, go Tigers win that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, go Tigers. You just got to st- start and sound like Ed Orgeron when you say that, Jonathan. Uh, well, I got to. Well, you understand me far too well for me to be Ed Orgeron. Yes, Clemson and Georgia have played sixty four times since eighteen ninety seven, and Georgia actually owns an advantage in the series forty two eighteen and four. Now, Georgia had been scheduled to open the twenty twenty one season against San Jose State. Clemson was. Supposed supposed to play wyoming and i guess some changes made there here at the last minute we're we're talking 2021 so this is not something 10 years in advance that we're discussing here clemson and georgia i like the way they're getting this done and unlike some of these other sort of kickoff events going on at bank of america stadium this definitely should be a sellout and then some some sparse crowds here recently in charlotte for this first game of the football season and Clemson and Georgia together. Jonathan, as a guy who, of course, lives in the state of Georgia, or have a you've had a long history in Georgia, going to Georgia Tech and such, Clemson and Georgia, longtime foes getting together. If you're a Jacket fan, who's somebody you would like to see Georgia Tech play on a more regular basis? Um, well, uh, probably you're going to find this crazy, but let's just stay within the ACC and go to Florida State. Really? Okay. 
Yeah, that's that's a team that uh, that uh, I think you know if they're close enough together, it's only about a I don't know four four and a half hour drive, and uh, that the other team that I probably put on the list would have to be Auburn. Yeah, of course Auburn and Georgia Tech, old rivals. Georgia Tech used to play pretty regularly Tennessee. And yep. they also played, I guess, LSU way back in the day on a regular basis. But Tennessee certainly a team they played all the way up until the '80s every year. I think pretty much. There. Yeah, they played. Uh, they played uh, Tennessee all the way up through like '87. Another uh, regular that was on the schedule would have been Alabama. Uh, LSU was not a team they played that often. I think they only played about uh, I don't know between fifteen and twenty times. Okay. But uh, Auburn, I mean, excuse me, Alabama and Georgia Tech played, uh, I think, close to 60 times. And those two teams are going to be back on the schedule in several years. That was recently yep. announced. The Tide are hopefully going to teach the Yellow Jackets to a watery grave is what they hope for, at least. And the Jackets would see, no way, we're going we're gonna to sting you like we've done before. Yep. Jonathan, let's talk a little bit about the college football for 2020, as there's a new thing that's been out, the Football Power Index right rankings for 2020 and i told you we'd be talking a lot about clemson last year in this fpi preseason top 10 clemson was number two this year clemson i think is right there at number one in the power index for 2020 they're the only acc team that made this fpi index and i'll tell you other acc teams where they ended up in this fpi index from a standing standpoint, out of the ACC, you have to go pretty far down. I think North Carolina checks in at number 18, Florida State at 23, Virginia Tech at 25. Should we pay any attention to this darn thing, Jonathan? Well, it's worth about as much as any other preseason poll is worth. Okay. All right. Well, I'll take your take that one to the bank there. No, no more discussion on this one. I do want to talk about something else, though, since this is a website you're very familiar with, 247sports.com. And since we didn't have you on last week, Jonathan, and we're kind of just coming off the signing day of February 5th, the second part of the 2020 class, the Clemson Tigers ended up, according to 24-7 Sports, at number three behind Georgia and Alabama. Other ACC teams in the F, uh, in the F, FBS rankings of the recruiting class from 24-7 Sports. Miami checked in at number 13, and then you had North Carolina at 19, FSU at 22. Anything since that February 5th date of note that we should know here that may have affected the way Clemson actually went from number one to number three and the way some of these other ACC teams kind of ended up settling in the rankings? No, no nothing really. Uh, there was nothing earth-shattering. We kind of knew going into February 5th that, you know, things were largely done. Um, and, you know, most of the hay was in the barn for most schools. And, you know, there were a few that uh, – Still not sure about, but uh, by and large, uh, they you know everything's pretty well done. And I will note also that uh, mentioned my Yellow Jackets came in. I believe they they finished out depending on uh, which way you look at it, either twenty fourth or twenty fifth. All right, to hell with Georgia. You betcha, Jonathan. When we come back after the break, we're going to shift over to the hard court, bring everybody up to speed on where the ACC stands in basketball, and we had week one of the NCAA baseball season. First pitch last Friday, and at least one ACC team didn't do as expected. Lost a series. We'll tell you about that and more as the Y'all Show ACC Spotlight rolls on. Beep's coming. You know what to do. 
hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. (laughs) And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. The Duke Blue Devils atop the ACC standings. Hello, I'm John Rawl, joined by Jonathan Leifheit, and we're talking ACC basketball now, some ACC baseball news to get to you in just a handful of seconds. But looking at the current ACC hoop standings, the Devils ranked number six in the land. They're right there tied with Florida State and Louisville with the same mark as far as wins go. FSU ranked number eight. Louisville also right there ranked number 11 in the country. You're defending national champion Virginia Cavaliers are at nine and five NC State's at seven and seven Syracuse also has that same mark and then Brad Brownell's Clemson Tigers are at seven and eight and kind of most of the teams from that point on below 500 the worst team in the league and I've got something to actually tell you about this team the North Carolina Tar Heels are dead last in the ACC with a three and 12 conference standing Jonathan what do you make of what's going on in the ACC standings well, I mean, everybody expected Duke and uh, Louisville to, to be up there. I, I thought Virginia probably would be a little better than they were. They did lose a ton off that national uh, championship team, but uh, I kind of thought they would recover a little better. But, uh, you know, nothing nothing really big. Uh, I guess the, really the biggest surprise is probably Florida State. They've really uh, done quite well. They've had a very solid team all year long, but, um, you know, kind of – kind of quietly been hanging in the top 10 most of the season so very very good very good uh uh year for them 
FSU with a 15-point win at home against Pitt on Tuesday night. ACC play this day. Syracuse will be at Louisville. Georgia Tech is going to be on the road in Winston-Salem to take on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. BC will be at UVA. Duke and NC State get together on Tobacco Road. That's an ESPN broadcast, by the way, this evening. And then Miami will be in Blacksburg to take on the Virginia Tech Hokies. Now, UNC, as we said, they're dead last in the ACC. It's been a season of horrors for Coach Roy Williams and company. And I don't know if you saw any of their weekend game when they played Notre Dame. I saw an update, Jonathan, about halfway through the game, and UNC had a pretty convincing lead there in South Bend. They somehow lost to Notre Dame by one point, 77-76, and Roy Williams he didn't hold back in the post-game press conference. He said, quote, you got two choices. You can compete your butt off or you can get in the fetal position and curl up and start crying. I'm not going to, to freaking do that. We're going to effing, excuse me, I apologize to everybody. We're going to freaking compete. That's what we're going to do. We play Saturday. You feel sorry for yourself and you're doing that to the rest of your freaking life. I apologize. I don't know what I'm doing right now the way I'm cursing. Something tells me Roy Williams may not be in Chapel Hill very much longer. Well, I mean, I, I don't know about that. Uh, I think he's pretty much going to stay till he doesn't want to stay anymore. But uh, it has been quite an amazing season in terms of, uh, you know, the Tar Heels. I, I think if we went back and looked in the preseason, I believe they were a top 10, maybe even a top five team uh, going into the season and don't kind of watch the bottom fall out. Now, granted, they've had probably uh, – more injuries than than uh, than most teams could withstand, um, and it's really kind of taken a toll on them. Uh, but they have certainly uh, certainly not done themselves any favor, and they, I, I think they've lost uh, probably three or four games at least where they've had big big leads. Um, they had a big lead against Duke. They had the big lead against uh, Notre Dame, um, and then found a way to lose. And uh, they've also lost on, on I think several buzzer beaters as well. So. It's really kind of been one of those years where everything that can go wrong did go wrong for the Tar Heels, and uh, and this is the result. Uh, now you will probably not get too; they probably won't see too much sympathy from anyone nationally or, or in the ACC, given their success over the years. But uh, uh, certainly very puzzling that, to see them kind of fall the way they did, all the way down to the bottom of the standings. And Jonathan, let me repeat Williams's words. Don't forget these, okay? You can either compete, Jonathan, or curl up and start crying. I'll compete. Okay, good. Hey, ACC women's basketball standings. Louisville ranked number five in the land. They're atop the ACC with a 12-2 and mark. NC State ranked number 10 in the country. Very good season there in Raleigh for the pack. They're at 11-3. Duke and FSU both have nine and five marks. That's also the mark of virginia tech and that's what's happening on the women's front of acc women's basketball to the diamond last weekend was the opening weekend of college baseball and louisville ranked in some polls number one they actually lost their series in swayze field against the mississippi land sharks dan mcdonald's team goes to oxford and loses that series jonathan unc won all of their games in that opening weekend miami still unblemished in acc play nc state clemson also got sweeps 
over that opening weekend. This weekend in ACC baseball, got a busy weekend on the diamond for the ACC teams that will be suiting up. Bucknell will be playing Virginia, Valpo, and Louisville get together. Cornell will be taking on Duke. The Golden Eagles of Tennessee Tech and NC State have a series. Cincinnati and Florida State get together. Ohio State plays Georgia Tech, Dallas Baptist, and North Carolina get together. Virginia Tech and the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. Pitt's got Eastern Michigan. Clemson and Stony Brook have a series. Toledo and Notre Dame get together in San Antonio. Wake Forest plays the Dirtbags, Long Beach State. Notre Dame will be playing UTSA. How about this series? The Florida Gators ranked number two and the Miami Hurricanes ranked number one. They'll be playing this weekend. And Arizona State's hosting Boston College. Another exciting weekend of college baseball, Jonathan. Yeah, it's it's good to see the season get kicked off. Uh, yeah, that Florida uh, Miami series ought to be quite a quite a good one. I think that's probably the highlight on the on the list in terms of uh, of matchups. Georgia Tech against Ohio State also looks like a pretty good one as well. All right, and we'll be right back here to tell you all about it in our SEC report next week. Jonathan, thank you, sir. We look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you very much. You guys have a wonderful week. All right. When we come back in hour two, we'll start it off with a little hashtag Huddleballoo and our friend Precious Harris has all the news from the Country Radio Seminar in Nashville. All that in hour two of this, The Y'all Show. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (laughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Back for another exciting hour of the show that is all about where you are. I assume you're in the South. If you're not, you better get here quick because it's going to get too hot for you pretty soon. So you might want to sneak on in here before it gets uh, 100 plus degrees if you... uh, if you're into that kind of thing. Hey, we are the show that's all about the South. This is y'all, and I'm John, and great to have you back here. Our buddy Precious Harris is standing by right off of Music Row in Nashville. This week there in Music City, it's the Country Radio Seminar. And I know Precious had a busy Tuesday night and was busy all day Tuesday. She's got stuff going on here this day 
all throughout the week. And we're going to squeeze in an interview with Precious here and find out what's going on with country music. It's our entertainment report right there from 16th and 17th Avenue, Nashville, Tennessee. That's coming up in the next segment. 803-816-1170 is the number. You can call us 24-7. Maybe you got a question about country music you want to ask our buddy Precious. You're welcome to do that. Text or call that number anytime. If you got a question or comment or a complaint, we'll take it all. 803-816-1170. Our website, y'all.com. Let's dive in now as we, we begin this exciting hour with what we call hashtag huddle blue this is where social media kind of goes through a very intense filtering process and out pops some of the great stuff out there that we just need to share with you and that's what we're going to do now the first tweet that we find today comes from a very good and worthy website bitter southerner on the twitter account for them at bitter south and they have stories that really are pretty good lengthy pieces but they're very educational and informative and i encourage you to go check it out sometime they have a podcast as well bitter southerner they do kind of a more intellectual look at the south with stories periodically they don't do what we do here at y'all where we push out two hours of talking about the south every day and then we put out usually between five and seven original stories a day about what's going on in the south that's what we do here at y'all and y'all.com so take that bitter southerner do i sound like a bitter southerner well maybe if you don't think i do maybe maybe i am well here's what bitter southerner did right this week to their credit they had a pretty good little feature and i want to share this with you as bitter southerner announced on twitter this week do not miss tara fondry's incredible photographs in today's story the artistic rebirth of hell dorado i said it right hell h-e-double-l dorado and this is about el dorado arkansas down right on the louisiana line if you're looking at a map of arkansas look on that louisiana line and el dorado is about halfway from left to right right smack dab in southern slash central arkansas and i had to look up who tara fondrist is she is a person that is based out of the ozarks of arkansas and she's a documentary photographer and so she goes around evidently to other parts of arkansas because el dorado is not in the ozarks of arkansas okay it's right there again on that southern border and el dorado let me tell you about el dorado it's the county seat of union county and it's got a population just under nineteen thousand, according to the 2010 census be interesting to find out what the latest on that is with the 2020 census now it is the headquarters el dorado is how about this i'm sure you may have one of these near your area it is the headquarters of arkansas oil and gas commission and this is what it's also home to this is a big one especially if you ever go to walmart as el dorado is the headquarters of murphy oil and murphy usa how about that also has oil refineries there it city is a nationally recognized got a nationally recognized downtown arts district and a community college how about south arkansas community college there south arc love it that's el dorado arkansas the city was the heart of the 1920s oil boom in that area of arkansas during world war ii it became a center of the chemical industry which still plays a part in the local economy as does oil and the timber industry 
And again, it's about two to three, two and a half hours south of Little Rock is where you'll find El Dorado. Now, who are your famous list? Who is on this list of famous El Doradans? El Dorado, Arkansas. Well, as a guy who worked for this channel, it actually is the hometown of the late Glenn Daniels. Glenn Daniels founded CMT, Country Music Television. Salute there, Glenn Daniels, who died, by the way, in 1992. It's also the home of the 1964 winner of the Miss America pageant, Donna Axum. It's also the home of number 20 in your program for the St. Louis Cardinals, Lou Brock, a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Lou Brock was on the 1964 and 1967 World Series champion St. Louis Cardinals, and he was born in El Dorado, Arkansas, but spent most of his formative years across the line in Louisiana. El Dorado is also the home of astronaut and Air Force officer Albert H. Cruz. It's the home of the Frizzell brothers, David Frizzell, who sang a couple of big hits there. Let's see. Hire a Wino is one of them. He sang that one back in the 1980s, David Frizzell. But his brother, Lefty Frizzell, one of the greats in country music history, was raised in El Dorado, Texas. At Lefty Frizzell, who directly influenced people like Merle Haggard. Hogan Gidley is a native of El Dorado. If you don't know who Hogan Gidley is, he is the number two spokesperson for the White House right now. The kind of younger guy, you see him oftentimes alongside Stephanie Grisham, who's President Trump's White House press secretary. Hogan Gidley is the guy that kind of fills in for her and was actually in a assistant role under the previous White House spokesperson there, and that was Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And he had a connection to the Huckabee family as he helped with Mike Huckabee's presidential bid. Hogan Gidley, an alumnus of the University of Mississippi, and spent many years working in South Carolina politics. And El Dorado is his hometown. Lamar Hunt also was born in El Dorado, the guy that founded the Dallas Texans, helped form the American Football League, the AFL. And those Dallas Texans morphed into the Kansas City Chiefs. And Lamar Hunt, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the late Lamar Hunt, whose team became your Super Bowl champions here in the last month. And finally, a guy that died just this week, Charles Portis, was from El Dorado, Arkansas, and he authored True Grit. And Mr. Portis just passed away here this last couple of days. That's our spotlight on El Dorado, Arkansas, more than you could ever imagine from that town there in Union County, Arkansas. And thanks to a bitter Southerner for letting us know that you can go see some great photographs of the El Dorado area, courtesy of photographer Tara Fondries. You can go to Bitter Southerner's website and find out more about what she did there and what they call the rebirth of Hell Dorado. I don't know what they mean by that, but based on the people that have come from El Dorado and the boom that they've seen there in the oil industry. And, heck, it's the home of Murphy Oil, for goodness sakes. And what Walmart would be or would would not be without Murphy Oil in many of its locations. We have another tweet coming in from Jennifer McCready. Jennifer is at Jen McCready, a global channel biz exec, and she helps Microsoft inspire and enable real-time collaboration anytime, anywhere, in any way. Sounds like a pretty big role Jennifer McCready's got there. And she wrote on Twitter this week, I don't know if Microsoft approved this one or not, but she wrote, Southern Comfort Sunday with a family favorite. Can anyone guess what's for dinner? This recipe will be featured in an upcoming cookbook. Stay tuned. Hashtag 
Sunday vibes. And she's got a delicious, I can't make out exactly what she's got there. Jennifer, appreciate you putting us out here this week. But I will give her a special prop because her kind of comfort food there that she's putting out on Twitter this week does have a very nicely placed sign next to it, Bon Appetit. So, yeah, if you're going to, even if the food's not good, at least have a message like that next to it. It makes us crave it even more. A Bon Appetit. Yes, thank you very much jennifer for sharing that with us you global channel biz exec you all right and then as we wrap up here on hashtag blue i was goofing off in a gift shop the other day and i had a little time to kill and this postcard that you could buy there at this gift shop caught my attention so this is not from social media this is from a darn gift shop and this so-called medical directory is actually uh, or medic not a director's a dictionary it's actually for a specific southern state but for the sake of all y'all forget the state that this is actually for is really applicable for the entire region so i'm going to call this the southern medical dictionary and let's translate what this is what these terms are and you take it how you will some of these are pretty funny some of these are me you be the judge artery the definition in a southern medical dictionary for artery the study of fine painting <laughs> barium what you do when cpr fails you barium <laughs> cesarean section according to the southern medical dictionary that's a district in rome colic that is a sheepdog coma that is a punctuation mark dilate in the southern medical dictionary dilate means to live longer very good point there fester means quicker a gi series i guess that would be gastro normally gi series a baseball game between teams of soldiers according to the southern medical dictionary hangnail and that is a coat hook yeah hangnail that's a good point medical staff the dictionary in a southern medical dictionary defines medical staff as a doctor's cane <laughs> what's a minor operation and that's according to the southern dictionary a minor operation is coal digging oh yeah coal miners loretta lynn would be proud of that one morbid according to the southern medical dictionary the definition of morbid a higher offer a morbid <laughs> makes sense to me nitrate what is the definition of nitrate in a southern medical dictionary lower than the day rate yeah the nitrate is lower than the day rate a node oh yeah everybody needs to check your lymph nodes and such a node in a southern medical dictionary the definition that is node was aware of yeah i know that organic in a southern medical dictionary it is defined as organic is a church musician <laughs> And I heard a good one this past weekend. Yeah, great job there with a real organ, not a piano. I don't see piano in here. Outpatient in a Southern Medical Dictionary, a person who has fainted. <laughs> That's a good one. Post-operative, post-operative rather, post-operative de- de- definition here, a letter carrier. Yeah, post-operative. Okay. Protein in favor of young people is the definition in a Southern Medical Dictionary. Protein in favor of young people yes we're all protein also let's have tablet a tablet a small table urine what's the definition in the southern medical dictionary 
for urine. Urine means opposite of your out. <laughs> Not making this up. This is the Southern Medical Dictionary. All right, two more here. Varicose veins. In a Southern Medical Dictionary, the definition of varicose veins, veins that are very close together. <laughs> and those are varicose, yes. Those are varicose veins. And unfortunately, I don't know about y'all, but I got a few of those things. Oh, goodness. Ugly stuff there. I don't know why the good Lord would have varicose veins for us because it makes no sense whatsoever. I guess some of the things on our body just don't make sense at times, right? But we're not questioning you, oh Lord. You you done good. We love our bodies and thank you for it. And last in the Southern Medical Dictionary, benign. Y'all want to take a guess what benign what that means in a Southern Medical Dictionary? Benign is defined as what you are after you are eight. You benign. <sighs> See, you can take something and make it funny if you just put a little extra effort. Thank you, O Southern Medical Dictionary, for that. And we appreciate that. It's amazing what you can find when you got just a little extra time on your hand and you're in a gift shop. Especially those along our highways and byways of the South. You can really have a good good time. And I'm, I appreciate that. In between the boiled peanuts and the I love the old ball caps, the ones that have the messages on them that are usually made out of what polyester and they're just really cheap looking. But boy, some of the messages on them are, are hilarious and have been. And without that kind of foam, then going to a gas station and getting a fill up just wouldn't be quite the same. We we love that kind of stuff about our region, don't we? Yes, we do. Well, that will wrap up hashtag hullabaloo here on this Wednesday edition. When we come back, we're going to go to Precious Harris, our Nashville correspondent right on Music Row. And Miss Precious is going to tell us what's going on there with Country Radio Seminar 2020 going on this week. And I know she's got a very, very busy week planned, as she always does, but especially with CRS going on in the Music City. We'll find out what's going on exactly with Precious, and we'll find out after this break. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. 
Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Changes every time When you think you're gonna win You think she's giving in A stranger's all you'll find Yeah, it's hard to figure out What she's all about What she's woman through and through She's a complicated lady So color my baby Taking you back to 1977 for that song right there, which this week in 77, Moody Blue was atop the chart, Elvis Presley's final number one during his lifetime, February 1977, the year for that one. Also, on this day in country music, Buck Owens' Waiting in Your Welfare Line was number one back in February of 1966. A little bit more modern times, February of 2014, Luke Bryan was atop the country singles and country airplay chart with Drink a Beer. And just three years now, I guess it's now been four years ago, Thomas Rhett was in the middle of a long number one run with his song, Die a Happy Man, They track from his second album, tangled up and that's what happened on this day in country music right now in this segment of the y'all show we take you to nashville precious harris is on the line with us as she's the author of i know country that's got 366 daily country music questions and answer go to the website iknowcountry.com where you can buy and instantly download your own ebook copy of I Know Country. Precious Harris is also a a music career development consultant. It's got an emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. The website for that, collegeofsongology.com. Go there and learn all about her music career development consulting business. Also go to Precious's blog, nashvillemusicline.com. Also each week at y'all.com, we put this report right here, the Nashville Music Line, up for the website and all the viewers around the world to catch up with what's going on in Nashville. And right now, we're going to go to Nashville and find Precious Harris. Welcome her into the Y'all Show during the middle of the Country Radio Seminar. Hello, Precious. Hey, darling. How are you? Well, we're good. We appreciate you coming on every single week. But this week, I know from past experience myself, this is a very, very hectic week. So I know you had to move some things around to be able to squeeze us in. Um, yes, it's a little crazy, but it was good. Um, I will tell you, uh, I literally last night, um, we went and saw Peyton Taylor, which is an incredible girl who reminds me of a modern day, uh, Janis Joplin of country music. 
And uh, then we went and saw William Michael Morgan. He was after her. And it's it's just been a really big deal. And then Monday, we were at the uh, Love Lives On, which is a celebration with servicemen and their families. Well, service families who have survived a tragic death of a uh, loved one in the military. And it was to benefit TAPS. And it was a who's who of songwriters there. Uh, of course, Brian Hayes, who's over the Roots America, and, went, and the TAPS Foundation was there. But it was just... I kept a Kleenex in my eyes most of the time. Hmm. TAPS, by the way, stands for the Tragedy Assistant Program for Survivors. And you were there at that event that had Lone Star, Vince Gill, and a bunch of other musicians and more as part of this event to bring awareness of TAPS. And you went to the launch party for a new project they've got going on there. This Love Lives On. Oh, yes. And it's a... It's got the who's who of the CD. I think the single comes out this week, but the album comes out, I think, end of March, March 24th, I think. But I will tell you, it was a who's who. It was good to see my buddies from uh, Dean Sams, who plays with Lone Star. I've been knowing them since 1991. Mm -hmm. Then I got to see one of my all-time favorite male artists, besides Elvis, (laughs) Andy Griggs. Oh, Andy Griggs was there. We haven't heard from Andy in a while. Oh, yeah. He's working on some new projects, but he's... I mean, I had two of my artists with me, Jess Taylor and Brianna Hebling from North Dakota, and they looked at me and though, is this the guy they, you know, was with, you know, whispering mouthing that, is this the guy you talk about all the time? And I went, yes. They go, oh, Mama P, he's so good because they're too young, you know, they're eighteen and seventeen, so they really are a little young to remember Andy being on the radio because it's been probably what, fifteen years, mm. fourteen years, but he's got some good things coming back. But, uh, yeah, he did acapella to a track. I mean, sang to a track with just him and his vocal, and his big, big vocals. And I've just realized how much I miss him on the radio. Man. He's amazing. Yeah. Andy Griggs. So check it out. Don't tell anybody this, but uh, I was just an observer, but I've actually seen Andy Griggs in the middle of a poker game with a couple of other celebrities like uh, Blake Shelton, I think, was part of that. And Will Clark, the baseball great, was also there. Tracy Bird Moore. And I think oh, yeah. I think Andy cleaned them out. So that's <laughs> that's a good, see that. good thing yep. there for the Louisiana kid. Andy Griggs, which, by the way, let me steal one of his lines and apply it to you, Precious. Precious, you won't ever be lonely. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> one of my favorite songs. I've downloaded it like 20 times every time I change a phone because I don't know how to transfer one account to the other. But now, now that I got iTunes and everything. I'm slowly becoming Miss Tech Savvy. All right. Well, Miss Tech Tech Savvy, tell me some more about this artist, CJ Solar, as they celebrated Valentine's Day by releasing Watered Down Whiskey, the latest single from the upcoming EP. Who the heck is CJ Solar? Well, CJ is signed to uh, Seagill Music Publishing, which is the company that Brad Brad Paisley's guy, Killer Loveless, started with Chris Dubrow, who wrote Buy Me a Boat. But I've known CJ, I think he's 26 now, 27, but I've known him since he was 16, 17 years old. His mother and I are really good friends. But he also co-wrote Up Down for Jordan Davis. Ah. Yeah. But he uh, he was Artist of the Year last year for Music Row. But he's, uh, like I said, I just, I love him because I watched him grow up in town, in the business, you know. So I'm probably one of his biggest fans, just not only as a music mom, but also as someone you know, who um, 
who uh, who that you see achieve a level of success than a bigger level than a bigger level. But uh, he he's also got a, a cut on Jason Alding's new label. I mean, a new record. But I don't drink anymore. But yeah, he's had cuts with everybody from Justin Moore to Jared Neiman. But yeah, he's got a cut on um, uh, Alding's new record. You'll have to listen to it because I don't drink anymore. So remember that title. All right. CJ, as in Curtis Justin Solar, he's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He's now 27 years young. And as you said, a part of Seagale Records. And I like his style because he's a little bit different in today's modern country music. He is sort of a southern rock country singer, as he cites Leonard Skinner and Credence Clearwater Revival as his big influence. Oh, yes, that would be CJ. But he also still loves the, the traditional country music, too. Yeah, we like I that, like too. Oh, yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, I was at a yesterday, I was at a CD release party, and uh, I wish you could have been there with me. It was Marty Brown's son, Marty Brown Jr. You know, Marty's getting inducted in the Kentucky Hall of Fame next month. But his name is Marty Brown Jr., and he has a band called Maceo, ah. which is the place where, yeah, where he was born, Maceo, Kentucky. But anyway, but I was, I was, he said, now I'm just telling you, I'm not like my daddy. I'm like Hank Jr. and Hank Williams Sr., you know, just the difference is like 180 degrees. Well, I took a couple of clients with me to the CD listening party at NSAI. And it was amazing music. You got a little bit, if I, and I, how can I put this? If you mix Alabama with Marshall Tucker Band, you've got Maceo. So it it will, uh, yeah, it it will appeal to the Southern people that love the Southern rock sound, the Charlie Daniels, but it will also appeal appeal to the people that love the Alabama stuff. So it's, it's, I'm excited for y'all to hear the record coming out. Well, Washington State is a state, Precious, that often is not mentioned here on this show because, well, first of all, it's Washington State. (laughs) But there's an artist from that state that I get a lot of attention. I mean, I get a lot of stuff about this artist, and I often don't pay any attention to it because I really don't know much about her. But we're going to give her her due credit here. Brandy Clark, she's released an official video for her new song, Love is a Fire. And I want you to talk about Brandy Clark, the Washington State native, as she's got, again, a lot of attention her way. She's co-written with Casey Musgraves and more. She's a singer-songwriter. And some of her songwriting credits through the years include Reba's Cry. Also, she wrote, I think, this My Mama's Broken Heart was one of her other big songs that she wrote with Casey Musgraves and Shane McAnally and has had great success as a songwriter, but trying to kind of spin that into success as a artist. And I want you to tell me more about this artist from the state of Washington. Well, like I, said, I met Brandy many years ago, but she had a song called Crazy Women that she put out last year, I think, last year, year before last. But one of my clients cut it four years ago. And that was like everybody's favorite song on the record, but it's about crazy women. And it's sort of like uh, a before he cheats type thing. But it's just talking about crazy women who take it beyond what the girl did with before he cheats. But Brandy, like I said, she's came here to be a songwriter and became a very successful one. But because of her talent and, and her just singing around town, and just the people she's connected with, they see her more like a modern-day Joni Mitchell, you know, singer-songwriter. She is on Warner Brothers, and I think she's got Gabby Barrett from the uh, 
the voice on there with her is one of her label mates. And of course, Ashley McBride. So she's got um, a couple of females. You know, they're talking about bringing the females back to more spotlight. And uh, but she's one of them that they're working on with Warner Brothers. So and she is going to be doing some tour dates for Tanya Tucker, too. Mm-hmm. So that should be interesting because Tanya's uh, never been a songwriter, never claimed to be. You know, and she said many times, I can't outright music grow, but I, the songwriters, I have to, you know, respect them. And she should, since she carried home a couple of Grammys this year because of her songwriting buddies and her songwriting buddies who also produce records. So, Brandy Clark is who we're talking about. And you mentioned the whole CMT thing. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and I'm starting to see this thing get attention nationally. I think CBS just did a story about CMT's decision to have an equal playlist of women and men. Precious, I did, along with a guy named Mike Harris and a woman named Precious Harris, a couple of days ago, a very intense survey of CMT. And you know what the three experts, Rawl, Harris, and Harris, discovered at CMT? What? That they hardly ever play music videos. So I don't know why this is even a big deal. (laughs) As Mike Harris... With me sitting beside him and you on the other side, went through the program guide. And the only time you can essentially tune in and see any kind of music video on CMT is about from four in the morning until about eight. Yes, unfortunately, yes. Which that, but once again, people take the press release and go. But it makes me wonder how many people are really paying attention to that and even taking it seriously, which really is sad because we, you worked at CMT and I grew up on it. So I was seeing it before we ever, you know, three couple of years before we ever met. But it is sad because I think we saw Dukes of Hazard, a couple of movies that were not things that we weren't, you know, used to see. Nothing we to do with there. country music. I mean, at and least was, Dukes of Hazard yeah. had Waylon Jennings as the balladeer and yeah. John Schneider, of course, a singer there. At least it had a some connection to country music these other things that are on cmt it's a freaking disgrace i can't stand what happened to that network i know it it's it's very sad because if you i mean and we were looking at it not at like 10 o'clock at night we were at looking through the channels to do our research between six o'clock and six thirty in the evening and the next prime time programming had nothing to do with country music videos nothing country music period not just videos no yeah seriously nothing yeah but i always try to use it because it does stand for cmt but it's a 20 percent cmt and 80 percent non-cmt that's what happens when you let new york invade nashville (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that new york yeah actually it's greenwich greenwich connecticut because i used to we used to pick on them when i worked at cmt the greenwich cowboys we called them these people from (laughs) greenwich would come down and tell us all these things we had to do and i think we knew a little bit more about country folks than the folks in greenwich connecticut precious i've got i got to get my calendar set up on my phone and i need to know what i need to be planning going forward we got crs this week which remind everybody what exactly country radio seminar is it's been i think it's this is the 52nd year i have to double check because you know but it is the world's largest country music DJ convention. And it's in Nashville. It, some of it kicked off, like I said, last night. And they get some events. I mean, events last night and then the events the uh, day before yesterday on Monday. But everybody and their mother. And then the kickoff thing that I'm fixing to head out and head on to is the Music Row Mixer. And I'm going to go to that here in just a few oh, minutes. Oh, well, yeah. we, we don't want to keep you. It's a big week. <laughs> 
we're probably not going to be able to get in there this year like we were last year but tell them we said hello now we may not make it to crs but we'll try to make it to 10 pan south precious that's heading our way in about a month from march 24th to 28th 10 pan south the festival that features songwriters from all around the country coming into nashville it's the biggest songwriting event i know in nashville one of the biggest in the entire country it's got five nights of back-to-back shows at 10 venues and a lot of stuff happening in downtown nashville the website 10 pan south dot com we need to put that one on our agenda right yes it is uh yeah it's actually they have the mixer on that the 23rd you know to kick it off but they got day shows and then they've got of course the seminar where you can come and have people mentor you and that's like one of my favorite stuff when i was coming to town just to be able to hear the stories a little behind the songs and mentor you as a songwriter and but the tickets what they call fast pass or Mm -hmm. fast access passes they go on sale February the twenty Tuesday, February the twenty fifth. And last year I got four I always get four passes for the kids to share and draw names on who wants to go see what show to share. Because they are hundred and fifty bucks if you're not an NSAI member. And, yeah. But, I, but the good news, let me tell y'all, the good news is Ten Pan South is available for the public to buy tickets. So this yes, is not some kind of really hush hush music industry only event. 10 Pan South, great songwriting going on there in Nashville, and it's celebrated with this event March 24th through 28th. Precious, we also need to let people know it's not too early to tell people, June 4th through June 7th, CMA Music Fest back in downtown Nashville. This is the one that's got people all over the stage there at Nissan Stadium events in downtown Nashville. Four-day passes for CMA Music Fest are on sale right now. Oh, yes, and that includes the night shows. But uh, a lot of the, the – the, some of my – I got three or four artists playing on the on the on what they call the, the middle stages, you know, like the Chevrolet stage and the, the, uh, the AT&T stage. But uh, they're expecting 130,000 people over the four days. That's a lot of people. So many, oh, yeah, and the concerts are free during the day. Like, during, you'll see, like, like Trick Pony and um, – Ashley McBride paid one of the smaller stages. You know, um, the superstars like the Carrie Underwoods and the Keith Urbans and the Thomas Rhett, they're at the the the, the arena. Brid, um, not the arena, I'm sorry. The, uh, where the Titans play. But the Bridgestone Arena, uh, they don't have any concerts or anything in there. They have uh, most of the fan club stuff and everything is in the Music City Center. The one thing they do at Bridgestone Arena is the uh, they have a stage there inside in the little in their little gift shop there and people come in it's like you know people actually come in to have a break because it's like 100 degrees but then they have they block off all the streets and you can only pass one way you only go like uh street to street you cannot go down broadway it is blocked from sixth avenue all the way down to the river which is about six blocks but they got stages in between those things in between each road so you got stages from fifth avenue down to fourth avenue then you can cross over then they got the gates up and then you can go in the middle of that is another stage between fourth avenue and third avenue and then on the the grass over at the hilton you have the chevy stage on one side and you've got some of the bigger sponsors all have stage you got the riverfront stage which is huge and they got the hard rock stage so but all these concerts are free i think they said there was 454 artists performing like last year, we had Ashley McBride, Lindsay L., 
uh, Justin Moore. I mean, it was acts like that, and they were all free to the public. The Headhunters, the Marshall Tucker Band, uh, they had HGTV show. They were there, the amphitheater, uh, Ascend Amphitheater. So if you don't want to spend a lot of money, but you do want to just don't stay in Nashville because the hotel rooms are 400% marked up. So if you're going to pay $200 for Hilton. Stay at Precious's house. Yeah, stay at my house, yeah. So you paid 200 this week for the Hilton, but in June, you'll pay $655 a night. Mm, that's a lot of dough. Hey, Precious, yeah. I don't want to make your head swell too much, but it sounds like you know what you're talking about when it comes to CMA Music Fest. Yeah, this is my 27th year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. every single corner of it, it sounds like, based on what we just heard you going off with there. Precious Harris, our very special insider here on Music Row. we got to go to a quick break, and we'll be back to wrap up this Y'all Show after the break. As we leave you here, let me tell you the top five songs in the country, according to the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. At number five, Homesick from Kane Brown. Number four, One Man Band from Old Dominion. Ken Folks from Sam Hunt's at three. Marin Morris's The Bones checks in this week at number two. And congratulations to Dana Shea and Justin Bieber as 10,000 Hours is at its 19th week at number one. Those are the top five songs from the country hot billboard songs for this week. We've got a trivia question that we'll ask and Precious will help us answer when we come back. Beater bigger than the Beatles. It hit number one on the country hot singles chart this week in 1996. For which country music male artist? The answer to that, and we'll even play that song when we come back. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Bar for out of towners and businessmen. 
He struts and sings to his drum machine But he won't make it big at the Holiday Inn But she thinks that he looks like Elvis When he runs his fingers through that jet black of hair And sometimes she forgets an order Cause she's so struck by him that she stops and stares They gotta love bigger than the Beatles Wild and free like a rolling stone 24 years ago this week That song right there was atop the Billboard Hot Country Singles Chart Welcome back, this is the Y'all Show I'm John Rawl, joined by Nashville insider Precious Harris As we wrap up this Wednesday Y'all Show As we went to break before We asked the question, bigger than the Beatles Hit number one on that Billboard chart this week In 1996 For which male country music artist And Miss Precious Harris That answer would be Mr. Joe Diffie. Oh, yeah. It was Joe's fifth number one song written by, how about this, Jeb Stewart Anderson and Steve Dukes. And the funny thing is, Cletus T. Judd, the great parody guy, he parodied this song (laughs) with a version titled, She's Got a Bigger Butt Than the Beatles. (laughs) And that was on his album, I Stole This Album. I haven't heard much from Cletus T. Judd lately. Where is he? What's he doing? Well, he was. He does come to Nashville. Um. I heard he was doing some things uh, back in the business. But, you know, he actually has uh, – he spent two, almost two and a half, three years in beauty school. So he is actually a licensed hairdresser. And I was – who was – he married uh, – one of the girls used to work at the Longhorn. Used to run around together. But they ended up getting divorced later on. But he uh, he's still back in town and makes special appearances and special events when he's needed. Okay, but he's uh, his his favorite job. He says is being a dad these days. So that's great. Cletus T. Judd, one of those symbols of the mid nineteen nineties, right there alongside Joe Diffie. Congratulations to both of those guys with the success of Bigger Than the Beatles. Another star of the mid nineties had a birthday this week. Congratulations to Brian White. Brian turned forty six this week, born in nineteen seventy four. No. Yes, Brian no. White out of Oklahoma. I- a lot yes, of people. I was I was at his record signing party when he was seventeen. Yeah, we celebrated at the Bullpen Lounge. Yeah, well, he's he's now forty six years young, out of Oklahoma. A lot of people may not know him as a solo artist. They know him from that duet he did with Shania from this moment. Brian yes, White, one of my bur- favorite favorite duets ever. Brian White, born February seventeenth. Juice Newton with a birthday this week. She's now sixty eight years young. Also with birthdays this week, Kathy Bailey from Bailey and the Boys, Zach Brown band member Coy Bowles, and also this weekend, a couple of birthdays, Eric Heatherly, he's got a birthday, as well as the great Mary Chapin Carpenter. All those birthdays being celebrated in country music here this very week. We're wrapping up our discussion with country music with our insider on Music Row, Precious Harris. Go to her website, iknowcountry.com. Also, collegeofsongology.com to learn more about what Precious has going on. Hey, Precious, something we don't talk about a lot here. We certainly love our great state of Texas and all of our listeners that we have in the Lone Star State. And Texas has Texas country music, and they even have a Texas cowboy in Bobby Marquez. And he's got a new single out called An Empty Glass. Tell me more about this Texan Bobby Marquez and what's going on with his career. Well, Bobby Bobby and his wife um, and I are very good friends of Mike and I, me and my husband. 
and every time he, he we always run into each other at songwriter festivals and stuff but i've been following his career forever but he really came on the scene about 15 years ago but he came on the scene as one of those total traditional country artists but uh he's because you know traditional country is very much alive and well overseas he travels over there a lot but he travels in holland and england and europe and um does a couple of stints when they have the country music festivals over there he's always booked over there but anyway but he's been nominated for international european music award it's the first annual red carpets award and they're in holland you're like country music in holland but yes um holland has a sheep farm there that a friend of mine used to run and on the sheep farm she set up a stage near the barn and started having people come over, songwriters she wouldn't meet because she was a huge fan, would travel back and forth during CMT and back and forth during CMT awards and CMA week and all that. She ended up started bringing, got a bunch of sponsors to bring country music stars over there. So that's that's actually uh, the reason why Holland has actually grown in country music fans because of her having this concert, bringing the traditional people over there like a Bobby Marquez and like a Buddy Jewel to the the barn and i mean it would grow maybe up to three or four thousand people when she would have these events twice a year so i'm not surprised that holland has come up with that and of course bobby's award-winning songwriter from texas awards european awards independent music awards we help him every year during cma fest to raise money for his chair he always has a special charity he raises money for it's uh usually it's saint jude i know he had a uh Last year it was St. Jude, but he always tries to spotlight a very special charity. Yeah, check him out at bobbymarquez.com, and you got to hear his The Cowboy Way, his record, the song uh, An Empty Glass. You're, you're going to see why it was nominated if you listen to it on his record. All right, given our little tribute here to Texas music, also speaking of the Lone Star State, Aaron Watson, great honor for Aaron Watson, an induction into the Texas Cowboy Hall of Fame, where he joins George Strait, Robert Earl Keane, Willie Nelson, and Nolan Ryan in that Hall of Fame. Aaron Watson, his work and genuine dedication to his craft has earned a steady climb from the clubs to coliseums, was honored with the Texas Cowboy Hall of Fame's 2020 Spirit of Texas Award at the recent induction ceremony at Billy Bob's in Texas. Aaron Watson's in the middle of a 32-date cross-country tour supporting his album, Red Bandana, AaronWatson.com, to learn more about this Texan. And, Precious, as we wrap up with you, I do want to mention, we didn't cover it here recently, the recent passing of a member of Willie Nelson's band. His drummer, Paul English, passed away here recently, at a, I think in his 80s. He was 88. I read it in, uh, I think it was, whatever, oh, Music Row. They had a little article about it. And I'm thinking... He said he spent most of his career, so he's been playing Willie, I think he said like 50-plus years. You're like, holy cow. You yeah. can't even imagine playing drums for 50 years. Yep. Wow. Willie Nelson's longtime drummer passed away February 12th, Paul English from Vernon, Texas, and died at the age of 87 after a bout with pneumonia. Well, Precious, that will wrap up our Y'all Show with you today. Thank you very much, and happy rest of your CRS week. Well, thank you, Darren. I hope to see you soon. There's some things coming up in a couple of weeks. I hope to have you here. Well, we know about what's going on with Tin Pan South. Go ahead and circle me in for that. And also, of course, don't forget, everybody, you got CMA Music Fest coming up here the first couple of days of June 
and we'll be back on music row with precious as soon as we possibly can thank you madam and have a very good rest of your week it'll do all right have a good week everybody all right precious harris everybody well that wraps up our show let me tell you about an exciting thursday y'all we've got speaking of texas texas on our mind as there's a new musical called remember it's all about the alamo in san antonio and blake winchell is going to be on to tell us about this musical as he wrote it and he's going to be our very special guest in hour one in hour two of the thursday y'all show we're going to take you to the mountains from the alamo to the mountains of western north carolina specifically to beach mountain and from beach mountain that snow resort there in the boone area of north carolina talia freeman's going to be our guest they got a 80s weekend going on there at beach mountain so Put on your whatever attire that you like to wear back in the 80s. It might be the parachute pants or Jordache jeans and the awful hair. Come on out to Beach Mountain in North Carolina for 80s weekend. Talia Freeman is going to tell us all about it. That on our Thursday show, plus the latest in SEC sports. That's coming your way within 24 hours. How about that? Thank you for listening to the show that's all about the South. Thank you for listening to y'all. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed.